Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi. I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to the new Jesus. Um, for now, um, kind of disregard the, the pictures. I'm going to come back to those in a little bit. But let's start with the postulate, the kind of distilled essence for this week. And I, I, think, um, I think I might title this, All Lies Matter. Now that's not, I didn't say all lives, L-I-V-E-S, matter. That's certainly true. But what I'm saying today is all lies, L-I-E-S, matter. Okay? So, our postulate. Deception is almost always a form of retreat from who you really are and what you really believe. When it is motivated or inspired by fear, it seems only to reinforce that fear and makes it harder for us to live authentically as ourselves. One more time. Deception, untruths, a lie is almost always a form of retreat from who you really are and what you really believe. Way down deep. When it is motivated by fear, which it usually is, it seems only to reinforce that fear and makes it harder for us to live authentically as ourselves. Okay, let's bring in the board for a, hopefully, a very short review. Uh, last week we talked about alien intentions, that it all comes down to your intention. And, and those four steps to be in a state of grace, right with Jesus. He is my Lord and Savior. An intention for good only. I do my absolute best. And number four, help as many as I can. Invest in relationships daily. That's where my treasure is, relationships and love. And I'm going to invest in those daily somehow or another. Write a note, a kind word, an email, um, something, but invest in relationships daily. And as you invest in them, just like investing uh, well with money, it becomes more and more valuable internally in your heart all along. Okay, so the more you invest daily, the more your heart is filling up with love and the fear is going down. Okay, as opposed to the way most of us have lived, which is more fear than love. We believe in love, we just can't seem to really live it practically. And what we seem to prioritize and live practically is seek pleasure, avoid pain, which is fear-based. Okay, so that's the alien intention. Um, we talked about how your experience simulator, the way we decide what we're going to choose lies all the time. 
Okay, so we think we're basing our choice on good information, at least sometimes we think we are, when really we're not. We're basing it on a lie or an untruth or a deception, which takes us to some place we don't want to go. And every single one of those untruths, every lie matters. Okay, we talked about how uh, in 1972, cancer was the eighth leading cause of death. Now it's number one, and they're saying it's going to be an epidemic in 50 years. How can this be? I believe it's because we're looking in the wrong place. We're looking at the physical. We need to be looking at the spiritual. The spiritual is the source of the physical, not the other way around. And I get that straight from Professor William Tiller, head of the physics department for decades at Stanford, who is a friend of mine. Okay. Um... We talked uh, for two weeks now about how an event happens, it goes down in our heart where there's uh, trauma and fear-based memories, there's love memories, your conscience is in the heart, the Holy Spirit lives in the heart, our spirit's in the heart, but there's both fear, falsehood, and love and truth in the heart. So that's where you have to make a choice, and there has to be a choice or it would eliminate love. For love to exist, there has to be... a a possible choice not to love. Uh, we talked about how you probably wouldn't go a week with a computer virus or your smartphone uh, messing up. Uh, many people wouldn't go a day before getting it taken care of, but most people go decades with a human hard drive virus, which is fear and untruth in your heart, without doing anything about it. Or maybe because we believe there is nothing to do about it. But there is, okay? Uh, we talked about what happens in a near-death experience when over 90% of those change, you might even say transform, the person's life in a positive way. Well, they have knowledge and experience that they did not have before that near-death experience. The knowledge is they stepped across the line. They no longer are afraid of death because they've been there, they know what it is, and it's good, not bad. And number two, experience, they've felt the light and love as part of that experience. That's what the 90% the that are positive, that's what they say. I didn't want to leave, or I had a choice to leave, and I was really torn because it felt so great there, but I wanted to you know, come back and help my family and humanity, etc. Um, but what the near-death experience seems to do in those people is take away the fear. So that after that, uh, they're not battling that fear way up here and love here or even here. The fear is way down because they're no longer afraid of death. So now love has free reign to go straight up in a way it couldn't before because fear was suppressing it, all right? Uh, and we've talked about the diagnostics. Uh, I'm going to get into that in detail in a future New Jesus, um, but not today. But we are going to work on a diagnostic today, all right? So, today, um, all lies matter. And to me, this is kind of about emotional well-being. And in the world today, outside of COVID and the pandemic, I believe emotional well-being is the biggest issue in the world right now today. We talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, these two magazines that came out, two of the top magazines in the world, Time and Psychology Today. One says we're stressed more than we have ever been in history, and it's not even close. And if we don't change that, uh, it's going to have enormously negative repercussions and could have those repercussions for decades to come or even permanently change things for negative to come. And then Psychology Today, which um, one, of, one of my favorite all-time magazine covers, What Really Matters is love, all right? And I believe love is also the solution to the emotional well-being, which is the top issue today. That stress, immune system, but your immune system is suppressed or turned off by stress, 
which is kind of what emotional well-being is all about. It's about stress versus physiological, mental, emotional, feelings, peace. Okay? Uh, the battle is for your heart, and the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. It's for Him to win. It's for you to choose Him and give Him control. Wait on Him, and you exchange His strength for yours. And now you have dying grace, or garbage grace, or my job grace, or, or this relationship grace, or whatever power from God, from the Holy Spirit, who wields the power that raised Jesus from the dead, Scripture says, all right, in order to empower me to be able to live more and more in truth and love, all right? Um, your heart controls everything. Uh, lies or untruths are primarily, the definition kind of, is an attempt to deceive. But why an attempt to deceive? Well, it's to get something or get out of something. Okay? And if it is a lie or untruth, to get something or to get out of something is always fear-based unless it's a life or death emergency. We talked about that. that uh, uh, when that happens, you're supposed to go into fight or flight, okay, uh, to save your life. But if your life is not in physical imminent danger, you are not supposed to go into fight or flight. The problem is a lie spikes your stress, okay? A lie detector test is a stress test, okay? So those 75% thoughts that you're thinking every day that, that tend to be negative because if you had to say it out loud, 75% of the time, based on a new study, you're either you're going to lie either because you're embarrassed or ashamed, okay? Well, every one of those lies, whether you say it out loud or just think it, spikes your stress, okay? So that's the enemy. That, that, takes, you, that takes you to emotional... Um, the opposite of well-being, emotionally sick, emotionally struggling, emotionally in turmoil, emotionally confused, emotionally, all right? That, that's what you get with the lies, okay? So truly, every lie matters because it spikes your stress, and stress is where all of the... That is where emotional sickness comes from. Okay? Alright. How many times a day do you lie or participate with an untruth? Meaning that you have one of those 75% of thoughts that you would lie about if you had to say out loud. When you have those, do you participate with them or do you take them captive to the obedience of Christ? And as soon as you have that sinful, possibly negative, fear-based thought, you immediately turn the 2 Corinthians 4 to God and say, God, this hurts like heck, but I would be delighted to obey you in this situation even though it's painful and it's not what I want. And if I do that, according to Oswald Chambers, Jesus moves to the forefront of my life and manifests in my physical body. That's right. Scripture says the life of Jesus manifests in my physical body, but only if I consciously turn and give him control. Okay? It's my choice. He won't force it on me. I have to have free will because it's all about love. All right, so how many times a day do you either lie or participate with an untruth that's going through your head? I wish this week you would sort of keep track of that, uh, whether it's a selfish thought or a lustful thought or a poor me thought or whatever. How many times a day do you lie or participate with an untruth? And I would suggest that there's a direct correlation between that number and your emotional well-being. 
The more lies you participate with, the more emotional sickness or struggle you will have. And I've seen that for years and years. All right, we talked about the near-death experience. They tend to have knowledge and experience they didn't have before that. Well, what is that? Well, knowledge is left brain. Experience is right brain. So you get left and right in the near-death experience transformation thing. And both of these are about a new truth that, they, that that person had either not believed before about heaven and what is coming and the light and love of God, or they didn't believe it nearly as much as they do now after the experience. And that, and that truth takes them to love instead of fear, which takes them to positive emotional well-being instead of negative. Okay? And I, I've illustrated here, we're on our path, high road, low road, um, but before the fork in the road, or at the fork in the road, and there's like 10 forks in the road usually every single day, where we're battling our flesh, okay? Well, remember that battle's the Lord's, but, but, when we're doing that, it's a battle for the truth. Because the truth always points the way to love, and love is our goal. Love is our destination, but it's in the present, not in the future. Okay? Today. Right? Um, so, over here is something I've really not taught much about until now. Um, in 2001, my wife, Hope, had been severely depressed for 12 years. We'd been married for 12 years, okay? She had tried all the antidepressants. She had tried natural things. She had tried books and programs. She tried everything and was still depressed. And I was coming home from California and was praying for her fervently. She had called me right before I got on the airplane and she was having a really horrible depressive episode. She would not had one that bad in years. She was sitting on the floor of our bedroom in her nightgown with a blanket pulled over her head, weeping and paralyzed. She couldn't move and she'd been sitting there all night. Okay? So I tried to encourage her. Then I got on the plane. The stewardess made me put my cell phone away. And I just, as soon as that plane took off, I, started, I hit my knees and I started praying for her intensely. And during that prayer time, um, I had a, I felt I received something from God during that prayer time. And it was a mechanism you could use to help increase your emotional well-being that took minutes instead of days, weeks, or years, all right? And it was a system, an emotional well-being kind of system. Only it was God's system, not mine or anything that man made up. It was straight from Scripture. So let me read that right now real quick, and then we'll talk about it just a minute and close up, I think, a little bit quicker today than normal. So this is Galatians 5, okay? Uh, let's start with verse 1. We may jump forward here in a minute. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm, then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And Paul says what, what they were doing that was causing them to be burdened by a yoke of slavery is they were going back into legalism. They were going back into the old law. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. Uh, check marks, X marks, total them up to see how good a person you are, if you measure up enough for God. But it's really a rigged system that, in my opinion, no one really beats. You always feel like you're not quite good enough or arrogant 
and like you're better than everybody else, and either one of those are wrong and will take you to fear instead of love. Okay, let's go on. Um, let's let's um, let's jump to let's see, let's jump to verse sixteen. Still Galatians five. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Notice he doesn't say, don't gratify the desires of the sinful nature with your willpower. He doesn't say that. He says, live by the Spirit, and you will naturally not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Another place, God says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay, so the focus isn't on keeping the commandments, it's on loving them, and if you love him, you'll do it naturally. Okay, so uh, those two places are, are consistent, okay? It's not about actions, it's about your heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And emotional well-being, by and large, is what you think of yourself and other people as far as judging and things like that in your heart. And I'm going to get to this crazy uh, looking table here in just a second. But let's go on. Um, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious, and it names those. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Okay? Now let's go to verse 22. And this is, I believe, God's system of emotional well-being. And any and every issue you can ever have in your life, cancer, diabetes, ALS, uh, Alzheimer's, maybe even whether you get COVID when exposed to it or not, okay? Depression, anxiety, you name it. Any issue you can ever have in your life is contained in this system. I believe it is a 100% complete system, which makes sense because it's God's. Okay, so here we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Uh, doesn't mean we won't feel that anymore, but it means in God's book, that me is dead and the new me is alive in Christ. I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Okay? So, are you living by the Spirit? Or are you living by selfishness, seek pleasure, and avoid pain? Alright, here's God's system. And what I'm told by scholars, and also my own research, if you, if you read that scripture in the original language, what it would say is the fruit of the Spirit is love expressing itself as joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, trust, humility, and healthy self-control. Okay? I'm told, and based on what I read, that's what it really says. The fruit of the Spirit is love. But love automatically does all these things, just, just as we just read. If you, um, if you love the Lord, if you're committed to Him, you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Why? Because they're not appealing? No, because, because love takes you to these, not to these. Fear takes you to these. All right, so let's take a look at those. On the other side, each one of these is a God's way and Satan's way. Or you might say God's way and my flesh's way. So just like 
the fruit of the Spirit is love expressing itself as these things. The negative, if you are not in step with the Spirit, if you're not right with God, if your emotional well-being, if your heart is junked up, in other words, like we've been talking about, then the result is fear, and fear expresses itself as hopelessness, helplessness, sadness, anxiety, fear, anger, um, rejection, I'm bad, I'm not good enough, unhealthy control based on results, inferiority or superiority, and being completely out of control in my life. Even, even if it may seem like I'm in control. Because I'm putting an image forth to be successful, to be liked, to get what I want from you, all right, if I'm over here, okay? So I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to give you a little insight into me. In 1986, the blue numbers were me, and I have our minus 10 to plus 10 scale down here. The middle is zero. So here's where I was in 1986, and I really did... Uh, figure this in 1986. Now, I didn't have the healing code or any of the things I do now then, uh, but I, I, I was a believer, a follower of Jesus, trying to live my life in a way that was pleasing to God and in line with His will for me. All right? I just wasn't doing it well at all. All right? So, in 1986, um, I was... And the blue numbers are where I was in 86. The green numbers are where I am today. Okay? So in 1986, I had fear or seek pleasure, avoid pain at a minus four. So that's number one. And here's number one on the scale, minus four. All right? On a minus 10 to plus 10 scale. Big time, seek pleasure, avoid pain. Um... Number two, sadness, hopelessness, helplessness. I was at a minus two in 86, a plus six today. Anxiety and fear, plus eight. Oh man, I thought I had cancer at the time. Now I don't know if I did or not, never had it diagnosed. I had every symptom in the book when I looked them up on the internet. I felt bad all the time. People were telling me I looked terrible. I didn't have any energy, but Anyway, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but minus one fear plus eight peace today. So in 1986, minus one fear, that was, that was my best category actually, I think. Yeah, there's number three, minus one. That was my best area. Uh, I just, I've not been real fearful my whole life. When I was a little kid, my parents used to say the only thing I was ever afraid of that they knew of was one of those uh, chippers where they're cutting trees on the side of the road and they feed the branch in there and it makes that kind of noise, okay? My parents said that was the only thing they'd ever known I was afraid of. So some of that was just, I think, my disposition when I was born. Okay, for whatever reason, I was not real fearful. But I did have anxiety about that cancer thing. That was a big one, all right? Uh, today, that's plus eight as opposed to a minus one. Anger, 1986, minus seven. Today, plus nine. Patience, okay? Uh, boy, I had a huge anger problem then. Got mad all the time. Uh, Many times a day, typically, all right? Uh, rarely have gotten angry in the last 20 years, all right? Um, rejection, another huge one for me. And, and my biggest one was self-rejection, okay? Because of my internal negative thoughts that I believed were sinful that I kept participating with and couldn't get to stop, all right? And today... Uh, plus nine on kindness. Uh, one of the things I'm best at is being kind. A lot of things I'm not good at, I am pretty good at that one today. Not so much then, all right? 
Um, I'm bad, not good enough. That was minus 9 and 86 plus 6 today. I believe I am good enough, not because I've done it well enough. I absolutely haven't, ever. But because God makes me good enough. The righteousness of Christ, right? Uh, unhealthy control. Minus five back then. I tried to control everything, man. And all of it was about pain pleasure. I want to go to the ball game. I want to watch the ball game. I want to go play uh, uh, tennis and basketball and football and games and music. And everything for me was about fun and, and the flesh, really. Okay? So, um, unhealthy control is all about results, and I was totally results and instant gratification oriented. Today, um, plus nine on trust, okay? And also, this is the faith, hope, belief category. Belief is the big umbrella. Trust in the present, faith based in the past, hope based in the future. Uh, inferiority, superiority, number eight, that was minus 10. That was my biggest one, my worst one, and that was minus 10. Oh, man. I felt so, in I, I felt inferior to everybody. I felt inferior to dogs and cats. I, I mean, I, I, it's like I was swimming in acid all the time. That's kind of how it felt. I can't get out. I can't move, it's burning, it hurts, but I'm paralyzed. I don't know what to do that will change anything. And then the last one, out of control, minus eight, nothing I did seemed to make any difference to healthy control today, which is dying grace, waiting on the Lord, etc., plus five. All right, so me in 1986, was a minus 54 total divided by 9, because there's 9 categories. My average was minus 6. Okay? Right about here on the minus 10 to plus 10. Okay? So you can imagine from that, my emotional well-being was in the toilet. I felt bad every day and had no idea how to turn things around. I was reading self-help books. I was talking to people smarter than me. I was reading scripture, trying to do what it said. But in most cases, I was misinterpreting scripture because I had not been on my own discovery journey. I just believed what my parents and teachers and preachers had said, which today, I believe, was largely incorrect, based on a wrong translation or uh, something like that, or taken out of context, whatever. Okay, so overall I was minus six. My best area was I didn't have a whole lot of anxiety and fear. What I did was about cancer. Now that was a big one, but that was about the only big one I had. My worst was um, inferiority, and the others are kind of in between. So I would highly encourage you to do this this week yourself and, and put, uh, you may not know where you were 20 years ago like I do. You can kind of guess at that if you want, but it really doesn't matter. Just see where you are today on these. Um, and, and just, you know, pray about it. And, and then in a very meditative way, think about each one and just kind of see what number minus 10 to plus 10 floats up. And then plot it on, on the minus 10 to plus 10 line so you can kind of see where your scores are. Every one of mine in 86 were to the negative. Well, how do you think I felt? I felt a minus 6 out of 10. That's exactly what I felt. Day in, day out. Tried not to think about it. I tried to change it until I got to the place where I felt like it wouldn't change. And then I kind of gave up. But that's exactly how I felt. Now, today, I've gone from a minus 54 overall in 1986. Um, 
about 35 years ago to a plus 63, which on average comes out to a plus 7, way over here. Now, you want to guess how that emotional well-being feels inside me shifting, even though it took 35 years from a, um, I'm sorry, from a, from a minus 6 overall to a plus 7 overall. How much different you think I feel today being at plus 7 instead of minus 6? It feels like I'm a whole different person. When I think of myself in 1986, it does not even seem like me. It's like, wow, how could I ever be so miserable? Wow, how could I ever believe that was the right way to live your life? But in my experience, about 9 out of 10 people, and I've found no difference in that among believers versus non-believers for the most part, Nine out of ten people that I work with have a similar line to mine. Now, I'll admit, mine is worse than most people I work with. It, at least it was worse in 1986 than most people I work with today. But, but most people I work with today would be about a minus four to a minus five over here. Average. Okay? Well... What words would you give to minus four, minus five? Okay, I don't have any magic words. What words would you give that as far as emotional well-being? All right, I'll give you one. How about... How about stuck? Man, I felt like I was in quicksand in 1986. And, and I couldn't move. Nothing I did made any difference. How am I ever going to get out? This is eventually going to kill me and I'm going to go under. Alright? So, do you feel stuck? If so, let me just tell you, you don't have to stay there. You can leave that just like I did. How do you do that? By doing emotional well-being God's way. To, give, to wait on Him, choose Him, give Him control, choose love in the present moment, choose to give up the end result to God, to be committed to Him as Lord and Savior, Son of God, forever, no matter what. Okay? And then start meditating and letting God work on these negative ones and bring them up and also use some tools if you want to uh, to do that manually. Uh, probably about three months ago I shared with you a tool that I developed, at, discovered and developed in 1986 that's built on this system. No, I'm sorry, that, that was in 2001, not 1986, sorry. Um, but it's built on this system. And there have been five independent, university, double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized studies done on the intervention system that I discovered and developed. All five studies say that it works dramatically to increase emotional well-being. It works dramatically to shift these numbers from negative to positive, from the left to the right, left to the right, left to the right, left to the right, okay? From minus 10 toward plus 10, and, and farther and far, a little bit farther over every day, okay? I called it the healing code, and you'll find a link to that intervention uh, on, this, um, on this site, okay? So click on that link. There's absolutely no charge. I will teach you how to do the healing code, which is a manual way to start moving these over to the right. You can do it once a day, or you can do it more. 
okay? And then you have all the instructions you need if you just click on the link. Also, there's another link on the, on the uh, YouTube page for a diagnostic, uh, this diagnostic. I call it the true you. It's a test that it took me 20 years to develop and norm, okay? I, I started it because I couldn't find another test out there anywhere that did what this one did, which is to accurately diagnose your unconscious, subconscious, and ancestral issues, or you might think of, biblically, sins of the father's issues, which are passed down, okay? Uh, we knew that from Scripture. Science just recently confirmed that, all right? So you can do a healing code, and it will start moving these over. And I would just do one at a time. Whichever one is your worst, mine was... Um, Mine was uh, inferiority. Whichever one is your worst, start with that one. And then when you get it over to, I guess, positive numbers on the positive side versus the negative side, then maybe go to your number two, which for me was I'm not good enough or I'm bad. And then work on that with the healing code, all right? But the diagnostic, uh, the true you test, it will give you all of this and way more. It diagnoses the unconscious, subconscious, and ancestral issues. I could not find a test in the world that did that accurately. I was trained in two in my doctoral program in psychology. The inkblot test, you know, the Rorschach, that's supposed to diagnose the unconscious. The free association test, uh, Say the first thing that comes into, into your mind when I say ball, umbrella, mom, you know, whatever. In my experience, those two tests, even with a professional who's been trained in how to use them, are pretty much a coin flip if it's accurate or not. About 50% 50 50 of the time it'll be accurate, about 50% of the time it won't. Well, that's not anywhere good, nowhere near good enough if you're going to use it to try to have a better life, okay? So, the true you test figures all of this for you. All you do is go through and answer the questions honestly, and it will automatically calculate and crunch all these numbers, and it will give you overall scores, like a, like a plus 63 and a minus 54. And it will also give individual scores for each area. But there's a lot more areas in it than just this. There's a stuck score. Tells you how stuck you are. Uh, there are relationship scores that let you see how your relationships are going. It diagnoses success and failure, both overall and individual in, in particular areas. And um, uh, there will be a coupon code in that link so that you can take the True You test for free one time. Typically, you have to pay to take it. You can take it for free one time, and I would encourage you to do that and print out your results. It'll have a 10 to 15-page individualized interpretation of exactly where you are on, um, on well, emotional and spiritual well-being God's way, by God's diagnostic, by God's test, the fruits of the Spirit, etc. Okay? Um, there will also be one other test there'll be a link for. Um, it's called X-Factor. And what I've observed in over 30 years of working with people, counseling, therapy, uh, ministry, etc., is that Everyone's life issues, both good and negative, boil down to one or more of four core issues. The true you takes 60 seconds to take, and it will tell you what is your biggest negative area of those four, and what is your biggest positive area of those four. And and, and all, of the, all of the X Factor 
is in here, but it sort of distills it down to just four things. The true you gives you all the analytics for every particular specific thing and where you are, overall scores, scaled scores, relationships, success, failure, health, everything. Uh, as determined by um, where you are in your heart. Unconscious, subconscious, and ancestral, I believe, is basically what Scripture refers to as heart. Okay. Um, all right, so which category? We, we talked about how many, how many lies a day, or how many times a day do you participate with untruths, and each one of those spikes your stress, whether you know it or not, okay? So you've got to quit participating with untruths, and untruths point the way to fear, which is seek pleasure, avoid pain, all right? When you don't participate with untruths, but take every thought captive and participate only with God's truth, that points the way to love every time. And then love begats all of these. All right? So, which category are most of your lies in? Take the true you and it'll tell you. Or plot it yourself. And, and by the way, this is something uh, like my worst area was um, inferiority. So, maybe every day for a while, if I was still where I was in 1986 at minus 10, as I'm doing a healing code, as I'm praying and asking God to heal my inferiority, which I would absolutely do, pray without ceasing, uh, and, and when you have those negative thoughts, those untruths, pray them. I, I believe that's the best way to take the thought captive is instead of just letting that thought do whatever it wants to do, hoping it'll go away, but not really doing anything about it, all right, um, take it captive and turn it into a prayer. And, and don't change a word. If what you're thinking are curse words, include that in the prayer. God knows what you're thinking anyway. And say, Father, this is what I'm feeling and thinking. Please help me. Please replace my inferiority with your humility, which means I believe the truth about myself, that you love me, that I am saved, that I, am, I have and am the righteousness of Christ, that Jesus and I are one, that you will never leave me unprotected, you will make everything work out for my best, etc., etc., etc. Okay? Um, all right. So... The knowledge and experience for those 9 out of 10 people that I've worked with over 30 years, their knowledge and experience tends to take them to fear, which means they're participating with a falsehood, not the truth. Okay? And, and remember, we lean toward the negative anyway in our heart. That's part of our survival instinct. Okay? So the knowledge is wrong knowledge. In that case, it, it's, it's a deception. It's an untruth. So I'm believing something that's not true. And my experience is not light and love. It's seek pleasure, avoid pain. Okay? Fear and anxiety. So how many times a day do you participate with an untruth? Meaning anything other than taking it captive to the obedience of Christ. Well, every one of those that you don't take captive are spiking your stress and trying to shift you from the right side to the wrong side. Okay? On the other hand, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, search until you find the whole truth, and then commit and act on it, and that leads you to the right knowledge to light and love experience, which takes you here, which takes you to the right side. Okay? Uh, and, and by the way, 
this has been 35 years, but once I started working on this stuff, had a, I believe I, I, I had at least a rudimentary understanding of it and started working on it, it didn't take 35 years to get from uh, minus 6 to plus 7. It probably took a year, year and a half in turning it into a prayer, giving it to God, uh, the, um, I'm delighted to obey you in this, please come to the forefront of my life and manifest in my physical body, uh, and, and turning it into a prayer um, probably took a year and a half, and using the healing code, the intervention that I discovered and tweaked that's been the source of uh, those studies. By the way, all five of those studies published in peer-reviewed journals, which is a really big deal uh, as far as the um, validity of, of the study, all right? doesn't get typically published in a peer-reviewed journal if it's not well done, if it's not independent, if it's not double-blind, etc. By the way, there's never been a double-blind study in history on counseling and therapy or life coaching. Why? It'd be unethical. The control group, you'd have to give the wrong advice, which might really negatively affect them immediately and long-term. So there's never been a double-blind of counseling, therapy, coaching. Uh, the healing code that I'm giving you for free to help heal these things, if, if you'll take it, uh, five double-blind studies, all peer-reviewed journals, pretty much proves that's what it does, okay? It, it go, takes you from here to here, from uh, emotional sickness toward emotional well-being. But that is not the most important thing. That's just a tool like a screwdriver. Most important thing, commitment to God, commitment to love in the present moment, giving up the end result, choosing truth and love, no matter what. I'm not going to participate with falsehood. I'm going to search until I find the whole truth, and I'll never do it right, but when I mess up, I'm going to get back up, say, I'm sorry, Father, please forgive me. Let me get back on the horse and start again, and let me do it a little bit better today, maybe, than I did it yesterday, and keep growing. Okay? So, uh, this week... How many times a day do you participate with an untruth? Every time you do, it's spiking your stress and sh shifting you more to the wrong side of God's emotional well-being. Fight for the truth, search for the truth, and the true knowledge and experience that come from that, which take you to love and to the right side of what God has and intends for you. Okay? In other words, your best life possible is right here. All right? So, um, plot where you are this week, and then I would start using the diagnostic I'm giving you for free, the, the tool intervention I'm giving you for free, as well as pray without ceasing and turn it into a prayer. Give it to God. The 2 Corinthians 4, I'm delighted to obey you in this. Please move to the forefront of my life, manifest in my physical body, etc., etc. All right? So every day, this is my map. Truth. The truth becomes my map to love. And that to the right side and God's emotional well-being. Okay. Um, I can't do this for you. If I would, if I could, and it would work, I would try to do that. But this, what we're talking about today, is your choice. Just like we've been saying for months. The, de the definition of insanity is, oh, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm just, just going to keep going the way I'm going. Well, if your if your emotional well-being is zero or toward the negative, let me just tell you that is a terrible decision to just keep going the way you're going because it is insane and 
it's not just going to on its own naturally move over here unless you have a near-death experience or something, but we don't want that, okay? Don't want you to go there. But let's use those same principles, the knowledge experience change to do it God's way, experience what He wants you to experience in your life, your best life, and these, which I would be, I would say is emotional well-being God's way. All right, let's take a look at the screen. Uh, last week we talked about the roses and that and the difference in those is 60 seconds. And most people I know of have hours a day where they think about the negative. Okay? Well that that was done in 60 seconds. And this one, which looked beautiful, way better than the 10 on plant food, in a positive way that was done in 60 seconds. That's the power that God has put in us and God's power working in us. This one was water. Uh, this is what happened when someone spoke, and I know this sounds nuts, okay? But someone spoke into the water Love and encouragement, and this is what it looked like when frozen. Someone spoke into this water, hate, anger, criticism, and this is what it looked like under the microscope when frozen into water, all right? And then down here at the bottom is the new one for today, and this is by Dr. David Peck, who's a medical doctor, surgeon, and professor at um, Columbia University in New York, and He's made three signs and put them in his front yard. Uh, end, end systemic rejection, stop hate, and all lies matter. So, this week, all lies matter. Are you participating with lies, deception, or untruth? If you are, and almost everyone is, every time you participate with it, in your mind, by not taking that thought captive, it spikes your stress. And from stress comes illness, disease, brain state, emotions, hormones, um, emotional sickness, etc. All right? So, I would love to join hands with you and start a movement, which is what Dr. Peck is trying to do here. All lies matter. Let's be dedicated, committed to the truth, which leads to love, which leads to God's emotional well-being. For, by the way, I'm not sure that emotional well-being outside of God even exists, okay? That's usually lies, deception, fear, falsehood, seek pleasure, avoid pain, etc., and uh, what you can't see is at the bottom of all three of these signs, Dr. Peck put, do the healing codes. End, re end systemic rejection, do the healing codes. Stop self-hate, do the healing codes. All lives matter, do the healing codes. The healing code is what I'm giving you for free if you will only take it and use it. All right? So the most important thing... Commitment to God, commitment to the truth, commitment to love, no matter what. Take every thought captive. Don't participate with lies or deception or untruths anymore. And start walking to an emotional well-being that the world can't even imagine. Because... Most of those emotional well-beings done through just meditation or Eastern medicine or, or, or whatever, they're about the mental and physical primarily, in my experience, not the spiritual. And if they are about the spiritual, they're typically about the wrong spiritual. All right? It's other than God. It's I'm God or, you know, some crazy thing like that. All right. Um, so I encourage you to join hands with me and Dr. Peck from Columbia University 
in your life end systemic rejection of yourself and others. End stop hatred of yourself or others. And, and we've all been aware of that and all these protests and movements going on out there, the hatred. And then finally, all lives matter. And let's start living that way, walking together in love and truth to emotional well-being and our best possible life. And on the positive side of the minus 10 to plus 10 scale, instead of the negative side. And I believe you too can go from a minus six to a plus seven, or a minus three to a plus nine, or a minus one to a plus six, or whatever. How big a difference will that make? Monstrous difference. In what areas of your life? all areas. And I don't know that there's another way besides God's way to get to emotional well-being. But I can promise you this one works. And I believe it's because it's God's way. We talked about last week, even the intervention tool. Uh, if you use what God has made good for a good reason and give God the credit and thankfulness you sanctify it, okay? So um, check out the healing code, check out the X Factor, check out the true you, and stop participating with untruths this week. It will change your life forever. Have a wonderful, blessed day.